you are Locked On Texas Tech, your daily podcast on the Texas Tech Red Raiders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're going to start this thing off right. Everything runs through Lubbock. Thanks for joining us on Locked On Texas Tech for this bonus episode as we're getting you ready for Red Raider hoops coming up from United Supermarkets Arena. It's Tech and Louisiana Tech. The Bulldogs coming to town. And some familiarity in this matchup, Chris, uh, starting with their head coach, Talvin Hester. Yeah, this is a this is a unique uh, situation. It's it's not like uh, the Chris Beard, Mark Adams situation per se. This was a, a much happier, you know, <laughs> fr- friendlier version and all that. But yeah, Talvin spent uh, – uh, a year on on Mark's staff last year. Uh, great guy. Uh, everybody really big fans of his. Just class guy. But you know, because of your run to the Sweet Sixteen, people want to you know start to tap into that. Barrett Perry goes to UNLV and as uh, the associate head coach, and then uh, Talvin Hester gets the head job at Louisiana Tech. He had been at Louisiana Tech prior, and so he actually had, had recruited some of these guys and all those things, but. Uh, yeah, they, they go 24 and I believe 12, uh, last year, 24 and 10, maybe, excuse me. Uh, and so, and they went 12 and six, that's where the number 12 is coming in. They went 12 and six in their conference. So this is, uh, you know, and, and their, their head coach got, got up, he upgraded and, and moved on. Uh, and so Talvin ends up with a pretty nice situation. They have 10 yep. returning players off of a 24 win team. This is a real mid-major team. And guess what? Just a hunch, but he might know everything that you're going to try to do with your <laughs> with your schemes on offense and defense. And he won't know a lot about the roster because most of the roster is new. But with what you're trying to do and terminology and all that, yeah, he'll have a pretty good feel for uh, how Mark Adams will coach uh, coach his guys tonight. Yeah, I think I heard Coach Adams talking about how there will be uh, a lot of mirroring uh, between the two yep. defenses as far as what they're going to do on the defense end of the floor uh, for the Bulldogs. I think that Talvin Hester wants to – He, you know, I, I think one thing that will be different, uh, and I'll get to the defense in a second, like I think Mark will pl- try to play his depth and really get into – you know, he, he subs it like a hockey team. We see this all the time. It's a <laughs> yeah. constant rotation, line changes, five in, five out, or there's just always two or three at the scores table. It's just like it's constant – uh, rotation. I think Talvin will play seven-ish guys and play them the bulk of the minute, so he's not going to do the the sub stuff. But as far as the defensive premise and, and scheme and all that, yeah, he's going to run that side defense, stay out of the middle. They're going to try to down ball screens and force you to the baseline. You know, because Talvin took one of uh, the graduate assistants that was here last year, Darshawn McClellan. He is uh, he is one of uh, Talvin's assistants, so. He's got a couple of pieces there, not, not not just himself, but another piece there that was here on staff and uh, knows exactly what uh, what what you're trying to do. But yeah, the, the defensive schemes should look identical. What's fascinating to me is I can't wait to see what each coach draws up to try to go uh, against their own kind of defense. Does that make sense? Like yeah. on offense, like what you try <laughs> to what you try to draw up. But no, th- this will be a this will be a tricky one here. Um, uh, just because, this, and this is the last one that you get before you go to Maui. I mean, they're yeah. they're going to leave for uh, Maui uh, on uh, Friday when I'll be headed to, to Ames. So that, that's <laughs> that's a lot of fun. But no, this is the last tune-up, man. And so you're going to go one week in between games. 
So you'll play Louisiana Tech tonight, and then you're going to play Creighton one week from uh, today, I guess, technically in Maui. And it's, I mean, yeah. So you, you better be sharp against the Bulldogs and not be looking ahead and all that because they'll pop you if you don't, uh, if, if you're not paying attention. They shot 33s in their first game. They made nine of them, but they got some dudes. They got a couple of guys that could play for teams in the Big 12, Casey. Wow. Uh, I did look up, by the way, just to give you some solace. Only going to be a high of uh, 77 in Maui, it looks like, next week. Pretty chilly <laughs> for them. Pretty chilly for them, Chris. Um, I know you've taken in a few practices since uh, Thursday night's affair as uh, Tech got a win over Texas Southern. What are you seeing or, or hearing emphasized now with uh, two games in the books? Well, I, I think I think Mark's challenge, and this is this is especially in these days of the portal era, Mm-hmm. And and the newness of of entire teams being put together because here, here here's what I've said is like Talvin brings in ten returners from from a team that won twenty four games whereas you bring in what three then you've got three returners and and everybody else is new so I think what you, you're going to hear from Mark and his staff and then that's the that's the task with all these guys this time of year you better take these teams seriously and you better not blow it because you don't want to make the the, the news for the wrong reasons in, in these games because, you know, Talbot knows how many games you've won in a row at home and in the non-conference. He knows yep. you didn't lose a game at home last year because he was on the bench for every one of those. <laughs> and, you know, like Oklahoma State found out last week, if you don't take care of business, you know, or you show up, they can, you're going to get it done. I mean, and, and TCU almost found it out. I mean, on and yep. on it goes. And so you can't get those opportunities back. And they're killers when you talk about resumes looking at the tournament and selection committee. So trying to get their mind right and trying to get them to take this very seriously is, I think, the the main thing being emphasized. But, you know, because Mark Adams, Corey Williams, those guys, they all are still friends with Talvin. They know Talvin's going to have his guys ready. So that that's really, I think, the main thing that you uh, – you think about is like trying to get across to your guys, hey man, you, you darn sure better take this seriously and play hard because if you don't, you know, guess what? We're going to be on all the college basketball Twitter accounts and Facebook and, and ESPNs and all that stuff for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> right. uh, and, and people are going to be showing our game uh, elsewhere and coaches are going to be saying, don't be like tech guys. You don't want to, you don't want to have shown up and blown it. Yeah, no doubt about it. And I think the transfer portal works both ways in that uh, major programs can find great players all over the country that are coming from smaller programs. By the same token, smaller programs are finding guys that are seeking more playing time from major programs, and they're good basketball players all over the place. uh, No doubt about it. I'm curious. We talked uh, after, I think this was on Friday's show, after the, the Thursday night win for Tech, possible lineup change, starting lineup change, uh Isaacs or otherwise you hearing anything that leads you to believe maybe we see some of that change or you expect basically the same starting five and similar rotation no I mean if if there is a tweak made it's it's Kerwin Walton into the starting lineup and pop Isaacs out and 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 I don't know if we're there yet um I, I but but if, if if that would be the you know kind of the 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 thought then that that's one possibility. There's really no no other like option. I think I think Kerwin Walton's got a lot of respect in that locker room, and I think he's one of going to be one of the first guys off the bench if he doesn't eventually end up starting. 
Uh, and, and, you know, at some level, you, you maybe you don't want to hurt Pop's confidence early, but you just can't turn the ball over like that. I mean, nine out of your 32 turnovers in your first two games, and he just needs to let the game come to him a little bit. He's a yeah. phenomenal talent, really good player. Uh, but if 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 we see a change, that 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 would be it. No middle defense faced with a bacho baseline jumper. <laughs> it's all Texas Tech. Did you notice that one falling the other night? A little baseline action from Bacho. Yes. It made me think, Chris, of the progress of Zach Smith's game on campus as a Red Raider because eventually he got very consistent with that little baseline mid-range shot. And it was a killer in some of those defensive matchups. And when and I don't know if Bacho's working on it or it was just a one-off. He pulled the trigger and like it went down. But I saw that and I thought, oh, that could be nice. That could be nice if you added that aspect. Where else do you feel like uh, maybe that defense that Louisiana Tech is going to present, where does it leave some things open or for some opportunities? Are we talking more perimeter guys, or or who do you think may have a chance to have a bigger night? Yeah, you know, I, I think there's what what beats it, or what I've seen beat it is, is the teams that have you know really done well against Texas Tech is if the ball doesn't stick, and mm-hmm. if you if you if you zip it around pretty good and share it, uh, and you make the the you, you keep that defense moving. You know, and so gotcha. with that, if you try to dribble the air out, they've got you. You know that that's where that they love that because you're just making it easier on them. But but like, and that's what worries me about a team like Creighton. Very disciplined. They're gonna pass it very well, and it gets you moving, and you can keep up with it for a bit. But if they get you slightly out of rotation, they're good enough to punish you. And so uh, that's my you know we'll, we'll see what uh, what Louisiana Tech does. Uh, on offense and, and and all that, but from your standpoint, I mean, pick your poison. I I just I think a guy like Davion Harmon can penetrate it, and if you, I, I think he's good enough. And in some cases, to even they don't want you to get middle to kind of break it down a little bit, and then you start to kick it out, and then and away you go, and you can start to play off of that because all it takes is one one guy getting past somebody getting into the lane, and if you make the right play. And then you start sharing it around, or if you you throw up a lob or whatever it may be, then it's broken down. But it's all, you know, I just don't know. I mean, Keiston Willis is going to be their, their best player for Louisiana Tech. He's the guy that I think is good enough. He, he, he would be in rotations for a variety of Big 12 teams. I'm not mm-hmm. saying he'd be a starter or their best player, uh, but, you know, he he's set about 70% of his shots are from three. Uh, he's just a high-level guard, and those guys make you nervous. And the three-point shot, what really scares you when you're going against a mid-major, that's the great equalizer. And, again, they attempted 30 of them in their opener and hit nine of them. <laughs> but, I mean, if they come in and hit like 14 of them or 13 of them or something, you you go, oh, look out. Yep. You know, I mean, you just that that's the great equalizer, so you just want to make sure that you guard the arc. Uh, looking forward to getting back to the USA as the uh, challenge continues to – I think uh, ramp up a little bit here in game three for Texas Tech as they get set for Maui. Hopefully, no looking ahead. Uh, Chris is back on a call tonight. You TV or radio on the broadcast? I'm doing TV this evening with Mr. Okay. John Harris. So I'm all, yeah, I'm just, it's just like a yo And I know uh, on Thursday you did the Joey McGuire radio show and then you went over to the USA and joined the call. You enjoyed that so much. Are you just looking for a coach to talk to somewhere else in town prior to the game just to relive that experience, Chris, or going straight to basketball this time? Going straight straight basketball, <laughs> okay. one thing at a time. I'm not good at compartmentalizing. I need I need to focus on 
one task at a time. Like however, I'm focused on going to Ames this weekend. However, that recipe yeah. led to a win on it Saturday did. night. It did. <laughs> yeah, that, that's fair. That's we fair. all got to do our part, Chris, so yes. we'll see what needs to be done. Uh, coming this time around. Man, looking forward to the matchup here tonight. Should be fun with, with Hester on the other bench. Some familiarity between the head coaches. As I mentioned, a little bit of a ramped up challenge uh, from the uh, first two ball games. Tech looking for their third win. And as many tries, we'll be back here to break it down and recap the good, the bad, and any possibly ugly uh, on Locked on Texas Tech. Coming up tomorrow, make sure you're subscribed so you never miss an episode on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts. Enjoy the ball game, Chris. Uh, enjoy the time with you here today. Thanks, man. Absolutely. Keep hope alive, everybody. You got it. And be right back here tomorrow for another episode. New ones each weekday on Locked On Texas Tech. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.